This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. You're guaranteed to walk out of there with um, relationships that you never could have created um, in another space and even on a convention floor. You're likely to walk out, and I know that I have, with one, if not a half dozen mentors in this industry. That's Amanda Moore with Atlantic Filter and Vice President of WQA, talking about the value of the WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference. She's this week's guest on the podcast. And welcome to WQA Radio, where we bring you news and insights about the water treatment industry while we promote better water quality around the world. This is episode number 277. If you're a first-time listener or new to the industry, welcome. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a show. It's the magic of podcasting. And be sure to share the podcast with someone on your team or someone you know. We're publishing this on July 27th of 2022. You can find us at wqa.org and on social media, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. In this episode, we'll talk with Amanda Moore about growing up in the water treatment industry, moving into a management role at Atlantic Filter, her work with the Florida WQA, and now her role on the WQA Board of Governors, along with her insights into why she believes this year's Mid-Year Leadership Conference has such a huge potential to move the industry forward. Later, we'll have our Motivational Minute and WQA Tip. Now on to my conversation with Amanda Moore on WQA Radio. And welcome to Amanda Moore, Vice President of Atlantic Filter in Florida, and also Vice President of the Water Quality Association. And we are glad to have you, Amanda, on the program. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Wes. Thanks so much for having me today. We like to start off our interviews, as, as you may know, on the podcast with just a little bit of a get to know you, you know, for those who don't know you. So tell us about yourself and, and the company. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. So Atlantic Filter was founded by my grandfather in 1955, um, and I still work actively in the business as the vice president with my father, Jamie Wakeham. We're located in Southeast Florida down in West Palm Beach, and we are an OEM as well as a dealer um, down in South Florida. We work with the Southeastern United States and Caribbean market, We also work with a large customer base of uh, clientele down here in South Florida and do installations in home and provide direct uh, customer service. How are you finding the business climate these days? Are you guys busy like a lot of uh, like a lot of other water treatment uh, companies are? You know, I think that the business environment, it's positive. We're starting to really see consumer awareness for our products in the home. But it's challenging. It's definitely competitive down here in Florida right now. Um, there are a lot of us doing water treatment right now and and looking for space in the market. Um, and it's also challenging. We continue to face the headwinds 
um, that we've been facing for the last several years. And uh, we continue to struggle just like everybody else to find staff and find uh, talented service technicians and installers and get people to come back into the workforce. But the good outweighs the bad and overall extremely positive. Yeah. And, and you've been in this for a while. You mentioned your family history and the fact that, you know, I can imagine as a toddler, you were watching your father, uh, you know, go out on, on calls and, and whatnot. So I imagine you have a really healthy perspective of the business climate and how things are going compared to where they've been over the last several years. You know, it's interesting. I remember times growing up where we went through similar situations and my father went through similar situations with the ups and the downs and the early 80s with the economy and inflation at that time. And it's amazing how cyclical life really is. Um, And so it's amazing to have him still involved in the business to sort of coach and mentor me and and really just tell me that everything's going to get better and we're going to make it through this. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, and, and we've enjoyed having you on the WQA board as well. You're a member of the Board of Governors. As I mentioned earlier on, you're, you're vice president, which means you take the gavel from Jim Stern at the WQA convention coming up in April, not that far away. So uh, my thoughts there are just, how's it been going for you uh, from that pr- perspective? Well, first of all, I mean... I really can't wait to take the gavel away from Jim, but that's just because we're such good friends. (laughs) I don't know. Will he give it up? Um, But being part of the Board of Governors has been one of the most rewarding experiences of my career, to be perfectly truthful. Um, It is something for me. I, I graduated from college and came back and worked in a family business. We have 25, 27 employees at any given time and to be able to be part of the board of governors with the um, other governors that we have and you know who come from large large companies other really talented dealers just an amazing um, pool of people to be on the governors with and i really i learn something every time i go to a meeting um, or have a meeting and so it's really helped me with my own career and you, you take things home from those meetings, Wes. You take home better forecasting, better techniques for your own business. So it really is like getting your master's in, uh, in running a, a water treatment business. And uh, it's been incredibly rewarding. And you've also been involved with the Florida Water Quality Association, one of the state and regionals that WQA partners with in terms of, you know, being being a uh, like-minded and advocacy and education and all of those things. So tell us about how that has gone for you and what you've learned in that experience. Yes. So that's one of the things that I really want to focus on over the next couple of years. Um, I, I came from the state and regional associations, and that's really how I became involved and started getting involved with WQA, Walk Before You Run, I guess, and you you start in your own in your own territory. And um, I served as president of FWQA. And then I went on to to start my volunteerism with WQA. Um, And one of the things that I noticed is that, uh, you know, there's there's this question with members, do I need to be a member of both the state and regional and the national association? And 
to me, I've been screaming uh, from the platform for years. Absolutely. You need to be a member of both. Um, it's, it's, it's something that's really important to me. And I really want to work with the state and regionals over the next couple of years to, to help bridge this, uh, to bridge this gap and present the uh, value statement, the joint value statement to all of the members. Um, we went, we were down in Florida just recently and we had a joint meeting with the Florida board of directors and we had staff come down from WQA and we did a round table breakfast on Friday morning, extremely insightful. Um, and we really, we got down and we asked the questions. Um, why are you a member of FWQA or WQA? Why is it a one or the other? Um, and, and what do you feel about the state and regional? Why do you value that? What, how do you feel that they're important? And it's amazing. They really feel that the state and regional associations provide their advocacy. And one of the things that I wanted to shout from the tables is how much advocacy we at WQA are working to provide. And Jeremy was there from our government affairs. And I think he actually stood up on a chair and was delivering all of the information about what he's doing right now and what he's doing with WQA and whatnot. Um, but trying to trying to bridge that gap and, and get the state and regionals and the national association members walking together would give us more seats at the table. We're at the table. We need more seats. We need more voices. We're all stronger when we walk together and have the same message. And it's it's something that I'm looking forward to working with over the next couple of years. That is great to hear. And I, I look forward to uh, your initiatives in this area as you move ahead in, and segue into the presidency. That'll be exciting. Hey, and speaking of value and uh, participation and getting involved, how about the upcoming WQA Mid-Year Leadership Conference? I'd like to get your thoughts on that because I know that's something you've attended over the years and have found value in, but I'd like to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So I am so excited about mid-year. Um, and, and obviously, right. We all know it's in Lake Tahoe and it's, you know, an interesting time to travel, but I really hope Wes that people do travel this year um, because I know that WQA and the team have been working on this concept for mid-year that's going to be unbelievable. And I think that this event is going to be one of the best mid-years that we've seen. Um, and I and and I think the way that they are planning to run the sessions this year is amazing. I know that we're combining the uh, dealer and manufacturer meeting this year. And this is this is a really great opportunity because instead of having two groups separately talking about what they do in our industry in two separate rooms, we're going to have everybody in the same room talking. And, and really what I love is the intention to get the dealers and the manufacturers themselves talking instead of us talking to them. So I think that's going to be an amazing session this year. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what the membership committee does in the joint meeting with the industry research committee um, to discuss how we can increase the value proposition in our membership plans and whatnot. Um, I, I really think that this mid-year is going to be a special event. It's going to be a beautiful location. And I know that the dinner is going to be amazing that they have planned um, at the hidden location that they're not telling us, but it's going to be amazing. 
And yeah, um, you mean the WQRF dinner? That's the WQRF dinner. And I think that that is probably worth the trip alone. So I just, I think it's going to be a special event this year and one worth people getting on the planes, taking the risk and making the journey. That is a great description. And I think uh, I will just add to that. We'll, we're also thinking about joint committee meetings uh, taking place. And and by the way, the schedule, as I understand it, is coming together in such a way that uh, that just about everybody can attend just about every committee meeting. So you can be an observer in most, if not all, of the meetings and even participate because so many of the meetings are going to be structured in a uh, collaborative, interactive format. And so we want to hear you. We want to hear your voice, you, the listener. Um, we want you to participate, uh, share your expertise. Yep. As uh, as Amanda has talked about, you know, don't go it alone. Don't, don't be out there on your own just thinking you, you have to do it all yourself. There's expertise that you will find uh, among all of the, the great people who show up at these things. And, uh, you know, so somebody who hasn't gone before or who, who has not attended, you don't have to be part of a committee, right? You don't have to be on a task force. Uh, Amanda, you don't have to be on a board. Uh, you can, you can come to this. No, absolutely. And what we know, um, because I've worked with the, the women in industry and, and some of the, you know, the mentorship committees and, things that we've done. We know that when you come to the mid-year leadership convention or event, um, when you come to that, um, that's a game changer. That that affects, that that is going to affect how you see this industry and increase your buy-in to the industry. And as somebody that's brand new and has never attended, um, I would tell them, you need to go to everything that you can. You need to go to every committee meeting you need to go to the WQRF dinner. You need to go to the luncheons. You need to be there when we serve you breakfast. If you play golf, even if you don't play golf, do it. Do the, there's always a joint networking event if you're not a golfer, but get out there and pack as much as you can into those few days. Um, you're guaranteed to walk out of there it, with um, relationships that you never could have created um, in another space and even on a convention floor, you're likely to walk out. And I know that I have with one, if not a half dozen mentors in this industry. Um, and you're going to walk out understanding the strategic plan that we've been working on and really understanding who WQA is and how we are positioned to help you. Yeah. And as a marketing and a communications director working with my team, we've been trying to come up with um, just, you know, what are the words that we can use that can really help encapsulate the, uh, the whole event. And you talked about networking. And one of the, one of the phrases that I've been thinking about is intentional interaction. I like it. So instead of just saying networking, right. you know, intentional interaction, this is going to be intentional and it's going to be interaction. And I love the part that you talked about with mentorship and finding mentors I mean, this is the place. There's no question about it. I just wanted to add to your thought. I love intentional interaction um, because you are, you are, you do have to make the commitment to take time away from your business. But when you come out to an event like this and you, you make that journey, the people that are there, Wes, they're there intentionally. Um, and, and it's just about, you know, really, I, I just, I really wanted to support that, 
that intentional interaction. I like that that concept. It's it comes together. Fantastic. Wonderful. Great. And uh, let me kind of wind the conversation down by having you look into your crystal ball um, <laughs> as we head into Q4 and into 2023, when you're going to be taking the gavel, what are you sensing as some of the biggest challenges? Ooh, especially when I'm taking the gavel, wouldn't you like to think that everything is going to go back to normal and it's going to be a fairy tale? Um, but, you know, I think realistically, uh, and I and I do think as a population, we are better equipped to deal with this. I, I think we have a we have a little bit further to go here with the headwinds that we're feeling right now. And I don't think that Q3 and Q4 are magically going to bring the end to what we've been going on and feels like the world's longest journey um, since the beginning of you know 2020 and it, it never ends. And the next thing and the next thing, what I what I hope is that slowly, one by one, little things start to go back to normal in certain areas, and we slowly get back to less things are abnormal and less things are abnormal, and we we find this new normal, and it's a normal that we can operate in, we can run our businesses in. Um, it is not crushing, and we become functional in it. Um, and I just I don't think that we're going to see any any huge changes to end any of this uh, before the end of the year or, or maybe even into Q1 next year. But I do hope that it starts to settle down and we're able to find a really consistent norm or what the new norm is and start to really understand that. And events like the Mid-Year Leadership Conference and uh, the convention in Las Vegas next April, as well as all of the resources at WQA, I think we are positioned to help. And so if you're not a member of WQA, Amanda, I would think it's a great time to join. Would, it, would you not say that? I absolutely, I really don't think there's a better time to join than right now um, because we're WQA is working intentionally and uh, with big strides in, in putting our strategic plan into place. And our, our, you know, our goals here to increase professionalism, to increase advocacy, and to drive public awareness to the industry, these are all things that are going to benefit the member and the member company. Um, and programs such as the instructor-led MEP, Wes, right now, the WQA MEP program has instructor-led classes. And as somebody that went through and is a certified water, you know, CW, uh, certified water specialist, um, I've struggled as an employer to find the time to put my own employees through the MEP um, because I had to mentor them. And just this year alone, I have three that have already completed the certified installer training program. I have two in the uh, certified water specialist program right now. And as an employer, we're talking about looking for talent. We need installers. We need service technicians. We need salespeople. But when we get them, how will we train them? How will we have time to train them? So right now, WQA is in a wonderful position. Um, they just happen to be sitting here with this arsenal of tools that the members can use and WQA is offering all kinds of incentives for them to do so. So I think WQA is is extremely well positioned to help uh, new members right now. 
Fantastic. Well, Amanda, we really appreciate your joining us. Any last thoughts or, you know, recommendations to our listeners? No, I just really hope to see some new faces at the mid-year this year. Um, and I encourage you to, I encourage you to beg your employers to put you on that plane and send you out there. But um, I really am hoping to see new faces. We've been seeing new faces each year, and I just hope to see that growth in that area. Hey, by the way, we're going to be putting a, an ROI toolkit that uh, Amy Reichel from my staff has developed. And it's a toolkit designed for just that purpose that you talked about. You can put all of the uh, advantages and the ROI of attending into a, pay, a one pager and then hand that to your boss. Say, this okay. is why I should go. So that's perfect. Look for that on the website. By the way, it's wqa.org slash MYLC for all the information and, and to get signed up. All right, Amanda, thank you very much. We've been talking with Amanda Moore, Vice President of Atlantic Filter and Vice President of the Water Quality Association. Thanks, Amanda. Absolutely. Thanks, Wes. And now our Motivational Minute. The topic is Confident Humility. We often hear people talking about showing confidence or having confidence, and that's important. In fact, we ought to be very confident in what we do as water treatment professionals. But in addition, I believe it's important to be sure that we stay humble, recognizing the opportunity that we have in this industry, the opportunity we have to serve others, and the fact that we cannot succeed without helping others. That ought to keep us humble. So, we're confident in what we do and humble as we serve. Confident humility. And that's our Motivational Minute. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, you can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at wqa.org and, of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed, so long from WQA Radio.